Well, hello, welcome back to the Reach More podcast. In this episode, Mari and I are going to be talking about our interview with Kevin Stacy and what we thought was most important to pull out of uh, what Kevin's doing so that we can all learn and improve our, our processes. And uh, the things that really come to mind in our discussion are uh, the issue of perfectionism and knowing when it's okay to start even though things aren't quite perfect. Kevin talked about that and wanting things to be just right and his wife really uh, jumping into her role there and being like Mary and saying, hey, these people need you, step up and help them. And uh, also knowing when to quit. Now, Kevin had to step away from his ministry and that was hard, uh, but he also knew that was what the Lord wanted. And it's just kind of part of his reality working with people in the military and it might be part of yours as well. And then we touch on some other things like uh, the use of insider versus outsider language and how that can be a challenge to people when you know, we may have grown up in the church, hearing lots of, of big words that have Latin roots, but other people don't have those same, uh, they didn't have the same culture. So they don't know those words or they don't know them like we know them. And so uh, the need to uh, use language that people are gonna understand more. So I think you will enjoy this interview and, or this interview follow-up that is. And next week we will be back with another interview. This time somebody who is not in the uh, Archdiocese for Military Services. So not that I think anybody would be tired of uh, people who are in the military or their spouses, but you might be thinking, well, that's not me. So I need an example of somebody who's a little bit more like we need. So next week, we've got that for you. So God bless and enjoy. Well, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Reach More podcast. Happy to be with you here today. And whatever day this is, peace be with you. I hope that the joy and the peace of Christ is in your heart and stays there forever. So in our last episode, we interviewed Kevin Stacy, who is in the military and has uh, rather, he launched one apostolate and it came to an end and now he's discerning another one. So we are breaking down some of the best stuff we heard from that interview with Kevin. And Mari, what stands out to you? There's a couple of different things. I think in the beginning, and we both talked about this, like his hesitancy in actually starting the first group. Yeah. Um, and you could tell he wasn't as hesitant with the second group. He actually was more excited. Right. I don't know if you noticed that. So, um, I, I didn't, I, yeah, I think he was with the second group, just more, this is what we're doing and I'm excited. And, you know, he's just so on fire, but with the first one, he's definitely seemed more hesitant. And of course, you know, we mentioned, and if you haven't watched the episode, you should go back and watch it, but he's like, yeah, I was so in my head and I was overthinking everything and, my wife just looked at me one day and he's like, you keep saying that you want a men's group and you keep saying that you want to do this. So like, go ahead, do it. You know, <laughs> I just, I love, again, accountability has been crucial in my life. I think if I didn't have, have accountability, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have gotten done. And so there is a, a beautiful aspect of calling someone on to holiness and just being like, well, just reiterating. I think that we talk, especially I'm an extrovert. So I process out loud. So it's so good for someone else to be like, Hey, you keep saying this. So, and just, you're pretty much just saying exactly what you've been saying back to them, but it's so good to hear it. And I love that he, it's exactly what he needed to actually start. Yeah. He was, he said, I think it took him a year yeah. to launch because he was, yeah. um, really overthinking it. And mm -hmm. so there's kind of two things here that I think are helpful to know is like, we, we have people in our lives who can call us to action, um, mm -hmm. especially if maybe your personality is to be a little bit more pensive and reserved. Um, maybe you, you need those people, you can share your plans with them and say, okay, hey, I want to do this. Could you hold me accountable to this and maybe even give me a deadline? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece is uh, not to overthink it. Like, it sounds like he really put a lot of thought into, okay, who are the perfect people? Where should we do this? What's the setting? Um, what are we going to study? Am I even qualified for that? And I think he quickly created this series of steps that was so long, he could never complete it. And he made it impossible to start. And then his wife, I think really just kind of like kicked him out of the nest and was like, just go do this. Mm-hmm. And his, the way he started his men's group is the, my favorite form of starting a group I've ever heard. So if you didn't listen to it, yeah. he did it men in black style. He made these little sheets of paper that just said St. Michael's men's group, time, date, location, be there. And he handed it out at the, the Catholic chapel or mm-hmm. chapel on base to guys just who he saw at mass. And he said he got kind of varied responses. Some guys were excited about it. Others were like, oh, what's this? But he got people who showed up and, um, you know, it wasn't fancy. He didn't like design something pretty on Canva and then send it to a shipping center and, and print it up. He just typed on, it was black text on white paper. Yeah, and that was yeah. enough. But I think that's so brilliant because he had already mentioned that he overthinks things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, I would have been overthinking like, oh man, well, what's the invitation going to look like? And what am I going to say? And how am I going to say? And who am I going to invite and make a list? And da, 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 da. So I love that he was like, you know what? I just need to start this. So we're going to go simple and we're going to, we're going to see what the Lord does. And it was just, it was such a cool, simple way to just get it. Absolutely. Started. Yeah. I, you were, I just got Busta Rhymes vibes from you. You were like r- kind of going so quickly and your flow is so good. I was like, that reminds me I mean, thank me you. Busta. I do love Busta. Hey, yeah, Busta. A, okay. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, there's something uh, to that, the simplicity of that, that um, I, there's a quote I, I like, um, I think I heard it from Tim Ferriss one time. He said, if you are struggling to get something done, ask yourself this question, what would it look like if it were easy? And you will quickly come up with a simple, elegant solution to a problem and realize you may have been overthinking things. And I have found that very helpful. Oh, man, I, that's I mean, so true. Yeah. Yeah. I have a giant to-do list this week that I just stare at and it causes me massive anxiety. There you go. So that's actually helpful. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Everyone well, listening, listen. There we yeah, there we go. Um <laughs> so good. So the other thing, and I don't remember um, so mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I forgot to hit record when we were first talking with Kevin. So we actually had to go back and do it again. Ah, uh, um, yes. And, I thought you uh, were saying that again. And I was like, Dan, no, oh, we're recording no, right no, no, now. Sorry. Yeah, we are recording. Yeah. So no, no but it happened earlier. Um, and <laughs> I don't remember if Kevin shared this on the real recording or on the practice recording. Uh, practice, but that's that a good way of saying he, it. Um, he noticed because he had both Catholics and non-Catholics in his group that sometimes they used churchy language. And I call mm-hmm. that insider versus outsider language, or you might call it jargon. And we assume, especially if you spent your whole life in the church, that people know and have the same uh, use of words that we have. So, you know, when when we say, um, for instance, like, you know, a word, right, that has a, you could be like, oh, I prayed for a word, or I gave them a word, like, that has a, that's a, a, a very rich, pregnant meaning for, I would say, people probably from like an evangelical background and not so much for a Catholic background. And there's all sorts of things like that, where if we, you know, if we were to say, offer it up, like, I think in a lot of Catholic circles, there's just this understanding that means like you are uh, uniting your sufferings to the sufferings of Jesus and being in solidarity with him for the sake of the church. That is very insider. You're right. Absolutely. And so I think as much as we love our language, we have to speak the language of the people we're with. 
And, and I think we do get way too comfortable. I, when I was a teacher, I taught morality and sacraments and every single year they had to, we had to go over the mass and my kids, by this point, they were juniors in high school and they're like, Oh, again, like we know the mass, we know the mass. And I was like, great. Turn to your neighbor, pretend they're not Catholic, explain the mass. And they were like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, and then I, they would try with me and I was like, okay. They were like, like, oh yeah. And then the Eucharist, I'm like, what's that? And they're like, the, the, it's Jesus. I'm like, Jesus is in a piece of bread. Like this, you know what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think we get so caught up and like, we think that everyone understands and they don't this past weekend, this past week, I was filming something for Ascension Press and the, one of the people that was there, like, you know, behind the scenes wasn't Catholic. And she was just helping with like the set and she came up to me later and she was like, yeah, you mentioned the Eucharist. Like, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is awesome. And I explained it in like very simple terms, but we need to be able to, I've gotten to a place from working with teenagers for so long that I've had to learn how to simplify it. So it really helps me out for like everything we do, but if we don't know how to have those simple conversations, I think he would have easily lost a lot of the people in his group that oh, yeah. were not Catholic. Absolutely. And so it was kind of cool for him to be like, okay, this is what's going on. And I want to be able to explain it. And I want to be able to do it in simple terms so that everyone's on the same page and they don't feel excluded and they feel welcomed, you know? Yeah. There's one of my rules of thumb that I'm probably bad at following, but it's at least up there somewhere um, is if I'm doing a presentation, I imagine that I'm speaking to an audience of very intelligent 12 year olds mm -hmm. who can, they can get most things, right? They might not be able to go into the full depth of things, yeah. but they'll be yeah. curious and ask questions. And so I put it in language that, that they would understand. Uh, you know, obviously if I knew I was speaking to like a room of theologians, I would treat it differently, but I never have done that. So I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it. Um, and uh, I think that's a good, you don't have to take my approach with that, but just recognizing that there's going to be people who don't get the language that we get mm -hmm. because they're, you know, they haven't been exposed to Catholic culture for as long or for whatever reason. And so they might be lost if we are not speaking a language they can understand. Mm -hmm. Very true. So that was cool. That was a good reminder of, yeah, we should be keeping it simple, you know? Yeah. So, so here's, a, I'll, I'll keep this one simple. Um, Kevin had to quit in an apostolate and that was hard for him. Yeah. But he had no choice. Yeah. He, you know, in the, in the military, people move around, they go on deployment, they go to training. And I think he just realized like, okay, Lord, the season for this is over. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was hard for him. Cause I think he really genuinely, I mean, he said he felt like a failure, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't. Um, so yeah. that's a, that's a tough one to discern. And I don't think there's a, an answer or a formula you can follow other than if you think the Lord is asking you to uh, to stop and, and close up shop, then it, it's a it's a matter of prayer okay. and discernment. Yeah. Yep. Like, okay, Lord, is this, you know, why would you be asking me to do this? Yeah. Is there no fruit? Or like, I think with him in that scenario, it's so easy mm -hmm. to, to see what to do. Doing it is harder because of the emotional pain, but people just can't attend anymore. And because of the, the lifestyle that a lot of those guys were living, they had to leave. So um, I think a, a similar scenario for people might be, um, you know, maybe you are working with 
a group of parents and their kids all graduated from high school or, mm -hmm. you know, it was, you were friends with them in middle school, but now they've all gone to different high schools. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's just harder to, to connect with people. And those could be not necessarily are, but those could be times when you just say, all right, Lord, I think it's pretty clear. You're asking me to do something different here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know about you. I could think of many groups that I've been a part of that are not active anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and I still think about them. And there were still fruit and there's still things that are affecting me and impacting me today, even though it's been 10, 15 years since I've been a part of these groups. Right. So when it's something that is good and he, he said it, he's like, you know, our lives are changed because of it. We're still friends. We were impacted by it. And that should be the goal. Right. And he's probably still going to be doing one-on-ones with people and catching up. And that's still great. Yeah. And so you're not a failure. It's just, okay, Lord, like, how do you want me to do this a little differently? And how do you want me to keep up? And what are you calling me to do next? And sometimes you're the person that your schedule is insane and you don't have the time to like commit to a weekly thing yeah. or biweekly. And, and because of the season, like he said it, he was like, you know, I have three kids under three, so I'm doing something as, with my wife because you know what I mean, like we're going to figure it out. Um, but just that openness and receptivity and, Again, it doesn't, I've said this before, apostle doesn't have to be a standard weekly or bi-weekly thing. It can be a invite someone over for coffee yeah. because that's what you have time for or do something with your family because that's who you're with, right? Like, so the creativity and the open, his openness is kind of, is really beautiful to see as well. I agree. I think there's something good about even planning for that and saying like, okay, we want to help people launch their own apostolates. Well, if they're mm -hmm. going to do that, they probably don't have time to keep meeting with you. You'll still yeah. be friends with them and you'll still interact with them and you can still have them over. But mm -hmm. the the group dynamic is going to change. But I think that has to happen for the church to flourish. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. a little challenging to accept because it means change. Yeah. And it means the loss of something we love. And and it's very easy to think I have failed. Yeah. And I think with with things in the church, I'll, you know, speak for myself, like, when things don't go well or things end in the church, I feel like, man, I failed God. And that's not at all true. Mm -hmm. It's not true. But it's easy to feel that way, right? And so, like, no, you have not failed the Lord. You have said yes. And, you know, I was I was so pleased. They're just so happy to, like, yeah, it took him a while to start. But look at the fruits that came from it. And look what he's doing now with this new marriage group. And yeah. just kind of his openness of, okay, Lord, like, what do you want? And how do you want me to do it? And I think that, in the same way that we should be reevaluating our job every year or every few months, like, okay, Lord, do you still want me here? Like kind of the same thing with the postulate. Okay, Lord, is something good here? Like, should something be different? Because I also know groups that have been meeting for years, but they're doing the same thing. And it's a lot of fruits aren't coming from it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're holding on to something so drastically because they feel like, and they're grasping. And it's like, well, the Lord's asking, probably asking you either to, switch things up, meet differently, be open for more growth. And because it's also good, not good to get so comfortable that it's not growing. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they should be at least a little outward focused. I yes. Think. Yes. Because it's just, you know, it's hard to square that, or square anything differently with Jesus's last commandment to go make disciples of all nations. Mm -hmm. If we're not going out, then we're not doing what he asked us to do. Exactly. Exactly.
Well, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Reach More podcast. We are very grateful to have you listening with us, and please count on our prayers for you, for your families, for your children, and for your apostolates, because we know that the things the Lord has called you to, you have said yes, and you are sharing who he is and his, uh, his message of mercy and forgiveness of love with other people who are desperate to hear it. And so count on our prayers for you that you can continue to be fruitful in that ministry. And until next time, have a wonderful day, week, month, whatever, and go in peace. God bless. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I think the takeaway for all of us, because I would imagine for at least most people, overthinking and perfectionism is going to be something that uh, slows you down at some point. And so the, the takeaway is um, ask the Lord if you're if you're ready to go. And uh, if you just have the, the minimum number of things in place and you think your apostolate will be viable, it's time to go. You don't need to wait. It is very possible. I think St. Ignatius of Loyola talks about this in his Discernment of Spirits, that um, the enemy could be using that against you to make you not move forward because you think things aren't perfect enough. So uh, I think that's, that's all we need. Let's move forward if the time is right and ready to go. So God bless you, friends. Count on my prayers for you. And please pray for me and Madi as well. Peace.